Sports. It is your sports pod hookup. I am your host, Bobby Adcock. So that was the scene that I was referring to last week where Paul Newman kind of sees Tom Hanks coming for him. He knows it's done. It's in Road to Perdition. Great movie, by the way. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. Um, and they're kind of in the pouring rain and he just kind of looks at him and goes, glad it's you. And then Tom Hanks unloads a Tommy gun into him, as you heard. And that was what the doctor and myself were hoping for Patrick Mahomes doing to Tom Brady this weekend. But instead, it really turned out to be just Derek Henry's legs and Mike Vrabel's push-ups were enough to take this whole thing down. Um, wow, what a, what a brutal loss that was for TB12 and Belichick to what looks might be the end of this thing. I don't know. We're going to talk about that uh, coming up here. Reflecting on Wild Card Weekend, looking ahead to Divisional Round Weekend, a lot of discussion, a lot of cute questions, and uh, making our picks. I was three and one again. I'm uh, amazing. I'm a, I'm a playoff guru expert, obviously, late season expert. That's what I'm uh, rebranding myself as. So there's even some speculation as to World War Three and when it may start. Without further ado, let's jump in to the segment with the doctor starting now. It is divisional round weekend for the playoffs in the NFL. As always, joined by the doctor all season long. We're coming in here for the playoffs now. How are you feeling, doctor? Uh, good evening, Bob. Yeah, it was a tough, tough weekend last weekend for the doctor. The, the, the Patriots Emotion, 2019. Emotionally. It was a little, a little emotional, but not as emotional as you might think. I'm sure we'll get into it. But it was uh, it was tough to watch Pats go down. Yeah, so let's just talk about uh, Wild Card Weekend a little bit before we get into this weekend's games. What are kind of your biggest takeaways from last week? I think, obviously, uh, Saints and Pats being out is, uh, I think, the biggest shock. Which one are you more shocked by? The Saints, actually. Um you know that was my that was my go-to pick last week. I think you asked me as we were leading like the what's my uh, one of my most confident. It was the Saints. Uh, they were playing so well. Um, Breeze and the offense was moving on all gears. It was just pretty shocking to see the way that game played out. Um, you know, they were down early and obviously fought their way back, but it it was not a very good performance by him. And uh, I give a little credit to Cousins. He, he played a good game. Got it done and uh, got his first big win. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was shocking to see them go down the way they went down. It was just a it was just a bad game. It was a b- bad game by the offense, really, in Breeze. 
Um, yeah. And I think we talked about in week 17 a little bit. I, I gave that little uh, disinterested interested uh, narrative. And it looked like in week 17, you know, the Saints kept rolling, right? They came out, took care of business, the game over by halftime. You think, yeah, all right, these guys are uh, they're in playoff mode right now. And then it just doesn't translate. You know, it, re- it really doesn't if you want to be uh, you know, honest about it. There is no really translation to it week to week. So um, it also translated, kind of, for the pa- translated for the Patriots defense, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that now that uh, the, the signs were there, that actually played out uh, for real. So, um, yeah, the Saints was kind of shocking, I think, just to see that them out, especially after this this clear window. You. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying question for you. Interference, offensive pass interference or not, should have been reviewed. Thought. Oh, no, just, hey, guys, why don't you not put yourself in that position, okay? Just, oh. I, I don't, I don't want to hear about it, especially after, these guys know better, right? This is the third year in a row. This is the yeah. third year in a row now. Their season's so ended on, you know, th- that was probably more their fault, but. Either way, like, guys, you know what happens in these games. You know it's close. How about you take care of business? How about you play better? So I I, I kind of don't feel bad for them now. Um, and I was just going to say, like, this window, it's, it's just shocking to see, again, their season end like this where they had this, you know, they're obviously one of these Super Bowl favorites heading into this thing, a gr- another great regular season. You have Thomas, Kamara in their primes. Uh, this, you know, this roster is together, can only be kept intact probably maybe for one maybe two more years and it's just you see a window it's starting to get shut so it's um it's great it's crazy I, I was very shocked to see them lose I, I took Minnesota with the points um but I yeah I didn't see them winning that game so that was the big shocker uh why don't we just we let's switch gears to uh the pass and your boy for a second just because uh you know we got to watch this game together in yep. person and I kept kind of taking your temperature throughout the evening, going, hey, what's what's the confidence level at right now? One Scale 1 to 10 for the win and for the cover. For the most part, there was no wavering on the win. It was 10 deep into the second half. Cover, you started to waver a little bit towards, you know, when when the game just got later and later in the game. It, it was it was going to be tough. But I think, I think you broke after, you tell me, after <laughs> Tannehill made that reprehensible pick, where it was okay. Here it is. Now, yeah. now, now the Patriots become the Patriots, and the Titans become the Titans, and then TB12 in the offense couldn't even get in field goal position to yeah, attempt to take a lead. Was that the Edelman drop, or was that the next drive? I can't remember. I, Edelman the drop on second and six, where they would have been, I think, crossed fifty. Um, but so, so that's where I probably broke visibly. You probably saw me, but they didn't yeah. convert there. I broke yep. visibly there. I probably <laughs> broke a little bit when they got stopped on the goal line. I, I yeah. knew that was not. I knew that was not good. And then uh, when Tennessee went down and scored in what it was it like a minute forty five at the end of the second quarter, yeah. um, that that was a bit shocking because uh, at that point, like you know, look, Tennessee came out. Uh, D. Henry just dominated. It was he wasn't getting touched for five yards, and then. Uh, you kind of felt like, all right, the Patriots took the lead, going to go into the second half, everything's all right, and then, boom, Tannehill, and, and then put the drive on pretty quickly. Uh, I started to question it uh, internally and, then, <laughs> and externally. But I'll just say this. Look, I, the 2019 Patriots season is over, uh, and it's over before I thought it would be, and I'm wrong on that. The dynasty's not done. It, I expect TV 12 to sign there. He'll be fine, and they'll retool. They'll get some – and they'll be back. They, they will be – 
an AFC Championship game next year again. Wow. Um, hot. That's hot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a question about that later, but um, I did want to just kind of, you know, turn back a little bit to that moment where, you know, that they could not even get in field goal range to take the lead. And I think I looked over. I, I never saw a tear, but I think I saw the eyes welling up a little bit. That's, and it, now you're just making things up. <laughs> no, you didn't. There was no tears, but I just I felt the eyes. Yeah. Maybe they were starting to get. No, no. You, I mean, yeah, look, the you must have taken over. You, you, I mean, you left okay, but you know <laughs> what you did on the way home is between you and your God. It's fine. It's nothing wrong with it. But um, yeah, it was. It was. I thought it was tough for you to get out of there uh, uh, without completely uh, breaking down. So. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a good night, and uh, it, it it was crazy to kind of see them go down, especially the way the pick six at the end. It was just like, wow, this is yeah, this is a rough look. Um, but I got a, I got a Tom Brady question for you later. You'll like this. Uh, okay. So let me give you a hot take from Wildcard Weekend because um, the other game I, I just wanted to mention was the Buffalo Bills, yeah, uh, and the way they lost to the Texans. And you tell me, am I am I going too far with this? Where I think we all agree the Bills have a very good team around Josh Allen. And um, they also have a window where a very kind of young nucleus of players on offense and defense uh, are going to be under contract for next two, three years at cheap prices. Do the Bills need to, one or the other, do they need to move on from Allen? Or do they need to at least evolve the offense around him into a quasi-Lamar Jackson-like kind of scheme in order to capitalize with him at quarterback because I think at this point can you just watch him in that game and go against good teams and playoff games this guy is not going to win a playoff yeah the problem with him is right I mean one moment he he shows flashes and I'll just say flashes of like Mahomes and Lamar right you're making weird plays like that running catching a pass making good throws uh getting away from defenders and then the next series I, I mean, it's wi- wildly inconsistent. Though. Yeah, right. So that that's the problem, right? He looks like you know one of the bottom quarterbacks in the league, and that's that's where you gotta you gotta question it and you know wonder if it is it is time to move on. But then it's like, okay, who are they gonna get? So you gotta give me some options as to who they might be able to get, um, and then then you kind of kind of weigh it from there. Um, but yeah, he looked like fucking Duck and Mason at one point in that game. I mean, it was not good. <laughs> no, I, no, and that's what I mean. It, it looks like. It, is it simply just a skill set that at this point in his career, he's never had it. Can you get it? Like, can you just all of a sudden become an accurate downfield passer consistently? I, I don't know that you just all of a sudden, I think you can improve, but can you improve enough for him where he's at to get to a point where, Hey, okay, we're comfortable with this guy going into the playoffs against good teams. I, I don't know because I do think around him, they have one of the better teams in football. Yeah. And as, as a suggestion, hey, w- what about this? These guys go all in, trade up, get a guy, get a Tua, get a Justin Herbert. Or just go get Stafford, CDS. Hey, be great. hey, get get Maddie, get Maddie Stafford. Um, I would I would be fine with that personally. Yeah. Um, all right, well, all right. So those are kind of wild card weekend. Uh, hey, one well, other thing on that. Uh, yeah, big ups to Deshaun Watson. He, he proved he's the man. I mean, they were down 16-0. Yeah. He got sacked seven times. I think all but probably like four other quarterbacks in the league would have been sacked like 14 times. Yes. The, guy was, the guy was awesome. So that's one other thing I wanted to know before we move on to the next week. I thought, uh, you know, you've been high on him all, all year. 
uh, I think he he proved some things um, on Saturday that that were pretty good. I mean, that was a big comeback, and he was pretty elusive and, and made some big time plays. And I think that was at least one game where we both described played out almost to a T. Where right. hey, we got <laughs> we're going to the better quarterback, and ultimately the better quarterback kind of took over the game. So yeah, yeah he was awesome. Uh, so. Uh, last week I was three and one, continuing um, my molten lava light streak. Now thirteen and six in the last four weeks. That's nice. Uh, Doctor, two and two uh, last week. Uh, had the had the nice uh, bounce back with uh, Russell and Pete in Philly there in the last game. So uh, let's talk about this week. We have four home favorites, three substantial favorites of seven or greater. There's some monster numbers out here today yeah. uh, this week. And uh, we're going to start with the first game, 4:35 on Saturday. That's Eastern time. It is the Niners, minus seven, against those Vikings we just talked about. Um, I'll let you kind of start this one off. What do you think about this game? Yeah, look, you got uh, you know, two very similar teams. Um, you know, both are pretty balanced on, on offense, good offensive lines. And both are, are pretty good defensively, and they're actually quite similar. Um, yeah. Points allowed. Minnesota ranks fifth. San Francisco ranks eighth. As just just separated by seven points between those two. Right. Um, both tied for fifth in the league in sacks. Uh, turnovers. Minnesota's four. San Francisco's six. Um, San Francisco has a significant yards and uh, edge and yards allowed, but I think you get my point. Yeah. But the difference here is I've I've talked about this probably since like week eleven or twelve, I think. I think San Francisco has been vulnerable late in the season. Um, the first eight games, 8-0, average margin, margin of victory, 17 points. Uh, last eight games, 5-3, average margin of victory, only 9.8. That includes the blowout of Green Bay by 29. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, points per game given up in the first eight, 13. Last eight, 26. So you've got this San Francisco defense that's been trending down. I know they got a couple guys that are coming back. Right. And they help, but I think there's still some holes there. And you've got a Minnesota offense that's look, starting to play pretty well. you got Thielen probably over the hand injury. Cook seems to be near 100%. He looked great Rudolph, last week. Yeah, Ru- Rudolph and um, Cousins got something going. Who are we kidding? Cousins' mental health right now has got to be sky high. <laughs> uh, so, look, I- I'm not saying uh, they're going to win, but I'm taking uh, Minnesota and the points this week. And, oh, by the way, San Francisco is 0 6 and 1 when being favored by more than six points this year. Is that true? Uh, I, I believe so. Yes, <laughs> that's what I found. I didn't, I didn't game it. I didn't go game by game, but yeah, that's what I found. I know it just seemed like it seems like they blow so many people out, or they did at least at one point. But maybe that's when they were early, not favored. Early in the year, I think that was early in the year, and uh, people were not, not them necessarily. Yet. Yeah, I, I do. I think that's that's what it is. I mean, they lost three of the anyway. Three games late in the year. So that's my take. All right. Um, yeah. So I think these Vikings here, um, there's there's always maybe one, maybe two teams like this uh, late in the season that and it starts maybe in the playoffs where no one really takes them seriously and they talk about, oh, they're cute, nice team. And then um, you saw after that game, it was very clear that they were seeing that all that stuff said about them, all the stuff said about Kirk. And more than one guy commented on it. Um, and we see examples of it like this, at least, you know, I'll, I'll give recent ones. Philly the last couple of years, right? Wentz goes down. 
oh, they're done. Bulls, they're not the same team. They can't do it. They win a Super Bowl one year. The next year, they get to this round with Foles again and just just lose the Saints on the road, uh, if not with, without an Alshon Jeffrey ball slipping through his hands. Who knows? Maybe they're going to win that game. So um, they were really uh, live dogs last year. Two years ago as well, a team like Jacksonville with Blake Bortles came into this round after <laughs> after a 10-3 wildcard game, right? They come into this week. No one's taking them seriously. They're playing, you know, one of the NFL royalties at Pittsburgh. It's like a seven or eight line. And they blow the Steelers out in that game and o- almost get to a Super Bowl. Probably should have gotten one uh, when they kind of let oh. one slip away against the Pats. But um, oh, anyway. Okay. Okay. But no, I, I'm just saying there are examples where. No, those they, are good examples. Just leave the Pats on. They beat Jacksonville and they went to the Super Bowl. Come on. I, I understand. I understand. Um, but I'm just saying that there are there are these things where, look, this these things do take on a life of their own where these guys hear this stuff. It's real and they feed off of it. And I think that the Vikings are going to do that. That was a kind of a narrative changing game for them. Winning that game is something that no one gave them any sort of, you know, hope to do. So um, I think they have kind of that, you know, that nobody believes in us bit, that whole thing um, on their side, they're feeding off that. And like you said, very similar uh, styles of play here. Delvin cook looked every bit of 100% last week. He was awesome. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of your points and kind of added some of my own. I'm on the Vikings, plus seven points. I think it'll at least be a competitive game that'll come down to the fourth quarter. So that's where I'm going to – I want the side with seven points. So Vikings it is. We're on the same side there. Uh, let's head to the primetime game on Saturday evening. And I, I'll ask you. I don't think I was uh, shocked by this line, but I thought maybe a couple points higher than I initially anticipated. Your thoughts? It's Baltimore minus nine and a half in Titans. Yeah, I think I think I'm with you on that. It was probably a couple points higher than I would have, than I would have expected to, um, which also kind of helped sway my pick a little bit um, towards the favorite, uh, and that is Baltimore uh, minus nine and a half. <laughs> uh, so, it, like. He, that is a big line, so I think there's something there to be said um, for that. Baltimore, we all know about the offense, um, dominated the NFL in rushing yards by over a thousand over the second-ranked team, which is San Francisco, and then yards per attempt, uh, averaging five and a half. The second uh, place, is Tennessee, averaging five. But those are pretty big gaps in both those stats. They also lead the league uh, points per game, 33.2. So I think everybody kind of knows the story about the offense. But that defense is, is pretty good, too. Um, they've allowed the fewest points in the last uh, 12 games than the other NFL team. Uh, it's averaging 15.1. Only gave up 20 uh, points one time. So I think that unlike what we saw last week, the Pats D, that was really good early in the year and obviously wasn't good later in the year with that game against Miami and what you saw. Uh, Buffalo. Henry due to them. The Buffalo, right, and what you saw Henry due to them. Um I think Baltimore is going to be able to um, bottle up Henry a little bit more than we've seen in the past. Um, and then, you know, also, Tannehill didn't have his best game. I know he's been pretty good um, mm-hmm. this year, but a big moment, didn't really have a great game. So if they bottle up Henry and then it goes back to Tannehill, I guess we'll see. But I'm yep. not putting uh, much faith in that. So then uh, on the other side, the Titans defense has been giving up uh, an average of 23 points over its last 10 games, and they've held their opponents under 20 just twice in those 10 games. 
So as fun as it was last week for the Titans, uh, I think the defense gets shredded this week, and I think the Baltimore defense is a good week, and so I'm taking Baltimore minus nine and a half. Okay, um, and just to kind of uh, add a little bit to that, I think that it kind of uh, some line or perspective on like bigger lines, right? Like you can have a very competitive game and still cover like nine and a half, ten points, right? It's possible. As an example, um, in week 17, we both had the Chargers plus nine and a half at Kansas City. That was a game where the Chargers led a majority of the game. KC takes the late the lead late in the game. They have the ball. They're just trying to get a first down. Uh, and we're off the clock. They end up breaking a few tackles and scoring a touchdown. Win by 10, cover the nine and a half points. Ball game, cover. So, See ya. Yeah, so, I mean, look, <laughs> and, but a, a very a very competitive game. So, I don't think anyone's going to – if we look up at the score on Sunday or Saturday night and see, you know, final 31-20 Baltimore, I don't think anyone's going to – that's not going to shock anybody, right? Like, you can cover big numbers and still be competitive. Um, but I think if you're – this is a spot where if you are laying nine and a half points and you're picking – on the side of lane nine and a half, you think there's a probably if they play this game ten times, six out of those seven games, it's probably gonna turn sideways for the underdog. That's how you. That's your mentality if you're lane and nine. And I think, as you said, if you are playing that side, you think this has to be a Tannenhill implosion spot where you saw him last week where he didn't really have to do anything to be honest. Um, he only had to make maybe I don't know five or six like plays to kind of like do his job because Derrick Henry was so dominant. Uh, and, and then the, the one spot, the just reprehensible pick that he had, um, that's that's where, you know, you see that and you're like, oh, man, like what, you know, what happens? Well, He's what back. happens, you know, if they're, if they're on the road and they're, you know, down eight points or somebody throws that pick. I mean, it's like, then, it, then it just it goes way sideways. So I think if you are on that side of Baltimore minus nine and a half, you're thinking yet. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trusting Tannehill in this spot. It's almost a bet against him. And also, like you said, maybe Baltimore can do just a lot better job on Henry in the way the Pats could not. So Tannehill actually, actually has to do a lot more to keep them in this game competitive. So um, that being said, I, I have visions of, I have visions of Raheem Mostert, uh, back a few weeks ago when Baltimore played a team that could actually run the ball effectively when he ripped off 146 yards on the ground, averaged over seven yards a carry. The very next week, I think they went to Buffalo, Singletary averaged over five yards per carry. So I look at it and I go, I, Henry has been so explosive, so dominant. And I know the Pats defense maybe was wearing down towards the end of the season, but still he was just a monster in that game. He looks he looks great. He looks like uh, like Dalvin Cook did from Minnesota. So, I I think I I don't I can't see them just like taking him away. In other words, I I don't know if I see at this point any defense just taking him away in that run game. And I think that the team well, itself. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say like I don't know if it's about fully taking him away, but what happened in that Patriots game? Was, I mean, it was a carve job, right? And what and right. what that ends up being is long drives. Um, right. A lot of first downs, keeping TV 12 off the field, right? Not that he's been awesome this year, but anyway, keeping limiting the Patriots' chances. That's ultimately, I think, how Tennessee got that done. Where Baltimore, yeah, yeah they might give up yards in chunks, but I don't think it's going to be, they're going to be able to sustain. Tennessee be able to sustain the run and chew the clock the way they did um, in, the, uh, in the Patriots game. And so then you give Lamar and that offense 
few more chances and it's going to stack up against him. But so I don't think it's a complete like dominating Henry, but it's not like you know, five first downs in a drive and you know Carvin they're taking up five minutes, six minutes off the clock. I just maybe it's one or two and then they're off. The field. Okay. I know that no, makes sense. Not at all. Not at all. But um, <laughs> I think that I think that I think that. Look, I, I call me, call me. Uh, maybe this is a little bit uh, hot takey, but look, maybe I, is it wrong of me to think that this team is kind of taking on some of the identity of their head coach and just a lot mentally and physically tougher than maybe teams of the past? And they're, they're just, I don't see them going in there and just getting like turtling and getting, you know, physically outplayed and, and mentally just not having an edge. So I, I don't, I don't see it being a blowout. I see it being competitive. Doesn't mean they cover, not necessarily, but in this spot, uh, they showed me enough last week in a – who we kidding? That's not an easy place to go win a playoff game. So yeah. uh, so, they, so, what made more, what made more sense, my my little narrative there or your narrative about the Oakland rap song assistant coach in, like, week seven? What, what made more sense? The Oakland rap song. Yeah. Um, how, how, about, how about this? How about this, too? Uh, one of our buddies was texting us about <laughs> – one of our buddies, we were messaging about um, some health documentary that Arnold Schwarzenegger is in, and uh, who, who else was in there? Like uh, CP3, Chris Paul's in there, and I, I don't know, a few other athletes and famous people, but they were swearing by a no uh, meat diet, which the Tennessee uh, Titans offensive line has uh, somehow uh, gone on. That, that, that's been their credit for being this good. So how about that? Go. How about that for an edge? Um, all right. Feeding. Okay. Yes. <laughs> right. So, all right. Uh, you're on Baltimore minus nine and a half. I am on the Titans plus the nine and a half. Let's move on to the Sunday games. The first one is Kansas City minus nine and a half to the Houston Texans. Now, this one, Doctor, this line shocked me. Uh, your thoughts? Hmm. Uh, I, I, I'd say I similar, similar reaction to the Baltimore line. I would have thought they would maybe been closer to seven, but I wasn't completely blown away. Um, yeah, I thought it might be. I thought it might be like cut in half. No. Okay. Didn't okay. Think that. I, and here's why. Well, here, here's why. So, um, look, they, they played earlier in the year, week six. Um, I think Houston won 31-24, I think is what it was. Um, very, very different game now. That was when the Kansas City defense was complete trash. Um, I think they've gotten, we've talked about it on, on the pod a number of times, they've gotten better and better and better. Last five games, they're just averaging uh, 9.6 points per game. They also have 34 sacks in their last 10 games. And as good as we've been talking about Watson being, he's still getting sacked at a pretty good rate because um, the offensive line is so bad. Right? He's been sacked mm-hmm. 16 times in the last three games. So, um, I think the, the difference here is, especially when compared to last week, is um, you're going to give an offense a certain number of possessions, uh, like Kansas City. Uh, they're going to score at a, at a much higher rate uh, and faster rate than um, than Buffalo could even get close to. And so I think that's why you see such a large difference in the line here. Okay. Well, so, so then week 17, Chargers plus nine and a half playoff game two weeks later Texans plus nine and a half so I'm Texans and Chargers are the same thing I I, I just I, I I don't know I just I well, kind of was like 
So Kansas City, is that like, you know, foot off the gas at the end of the game? Was that weighed into it at all? Like if they got news that the Patriots were winning at that point in time and home field wasn't on the table, or if they got up comfortably, would they maybe pull back a little bit? Um, I think that might might have played into that in the Week 17 line, which I think we you know, we talked about. That's really kind of a lot. Okay. Okay. You're, you're not buying that? I No, I just – I thought – I, I, when I was trying to guess this line, I was guessing around like six, and I saw, I saw, I thought, wow, I thought that just seems like, and I thought even it might err on the side of like five, five and a half. Um, but hey, look, um, that's why I do not run a sports book. So, um, I I would like to respond here to this this defense thing too because I agree that it, the Kansas City defense, you know, last year was their undoing. It was a thing that needed to be. Um, address the most, obviously, to get them to where they need to go. And I, I agree that it's improved, but I think that also has to do with the schedule as well. And here, I'll, I'll rattle off their games in quarterbacks okay. since since their loss to Tennessee, uh, probably probably the probably one of the better offenses they played uh, in the last couple of months. Since that game, they've they've won out the season. Here are their quarterbacks in points. Uh, that they've allowed. So, Rivers, 17. Derek Carr, 9. TB12, 16. I think we can now say that that Patriots offense is garbage. So, TB12, 16. Uh, Drew Locke in a snowstorm, 3. Trubisky, 3. And Rivers, 21 to end the season. And I just want to bookend those two San Diego games because that's where it begins and ends. Game 1 against Rivers a few weeks ago, they gave up 438 total yards, 23 first downs. 17 points. The, the last game in week 17, 366 yards, a little better. Still 25 first downs and 21 points. So I kind of look at it and go, I mean, is it is it getting how much better really is it? And I don't I don't know. And if I have a quarterback that I think is leaps and bounds ahead of all the guys we just named, um, I don't know. It's kind of the same logic I'm having with the Tennessee game. I I just see this being at least a competitive game. I have a hard time thinking. You know, you know, I believe in Watson and, and how much, uh, how highly I think of him. So they also have a top ten rushing game to go along with him right now. Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson have actually been uh, a nice little, a nice little surprise for them at running. So, um, and in that game when they played him earlier in the year that you mentioned, they rushed for 192 yards and three touchdowns. So, um, yeah, I I'm gonna go with uh, the Texans and the points. I'll let you respond. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, I'm, I'm believing in the defense. I know there's a lot of yards and first downs you threw out there, but you know you got the points on the board, and teams haven't been able to do that. Um, I understand the quarterbacks you just rolled off aren't the. Some of them are not very good, but um, you know you had you had Brady on there. I don't know how you can hate on yeah, that. And you had yeah, the world. You, you, you had your boy. You had your boy. Carl. You Twenty-six. Your boy. Your boy. I had Tom Brady leading the 26th best red zone touchdown offense in the league. That's so, your, but that's your boy. Carl was on there too. Anyway, so you know, a couple <laughs> things that, that also make a difference and lead me towards Kansas City is, um, you know, Houston's defense has allowed the fourth most passing yards um, this season. So I think Mahomes can have a field day out there. They've won six straight. The Chiefs have and covered in six straight. Also, yep. uh, Andy Reid, uh, 18 and three straight up. Um, all time during the regular season when following a bye week. Um, and I've lost the ATS stat there on that, but it's pretty good ATS. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> anyway, 
So I'm, I'm back. I'm back in Kansas City, coming off the bye. I think I think they have an advantage um, on the offensive side, and I think their defense has been improving enough to, to cover that. And like you said, it can even be competitive for a while, and then, and then still end up covering that that nine and a half number. Yeah, and I don't. Just to be clear, I don't think any of these teams are going are going to lose the game. I, I don't see any of them losing outright. But what would be your biggest surprise of those three games we just talked about? Who would you be the biggest surprise of losing Tennessee. Tennessee would be the biggest surprise. Yeah, I agree. I think I agree. I just think Baltimore has been so consistent and so good. Uh, yeah. Both sides of the ball. And, and Tennessee's been a fun story. And Tannehill's had a, had a good season. But I mean, is he, I mean, he's not really great. So that would shock me if they went down. I agree. I, I, I would be, that would be shocking. Um, yeah. And uh, also, I, I think I was looking at this quickly today. I don't think Baltimore has lost since like week four when they played Cleveland. It was something, yeah, it, it, it's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, before we get out of here, uh, Will Fuller possibly back. And um, I just want to make sure that you knew and all the listeners knew, did you know that Deshaun Watson sends text messages to his teammates? <laughs> you were, you were very upset. About the oh my! Uh, during the broadcast, yes, I would expect him to send text. I, you I are mean, not happy. I, guys, we get it. Okay, he's an awesome leader. Like I bet there's a hundred other guys in this league who like text their teammates about like you know the game and like, hey, let's play good this weekend. Like I mean, they would not stop talking about it. I was like, okay, guys, just uh, we get it. It's it's you know, did you know Matthew Stafford and uh, Clayton Kershaw knew each other <laughs> in high school? Oh my God, it was so obnoxious. So anyway. All right, uh, let's get to the uh, final game and uh, a really nice one here to finish it off. It's going to be the prime time game on Sunday night, starting at 6.40 p.m. Uh, on the frozen tundra in Green Bay. It is AR-12 against Russ. Green Bay is minus four points. Um, you have to be very uh, – you must be struggling mentally here. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of competing uh, um, interests for you. So – I'll let you start this one. Yeah, I, I'm actually not. Um, look, I'm, I'm a big PD and Russ uh, guy, but um, I think their good fortune this season ends ends this week in Green Bay. I've stood by uh, Green Bay all year. I said they were going to make the NFC Championship game. Uh, I think they I think they will. I'm not changing that this week. I expect AR-12 and the crew to win and cover. Um but that's just you know more my opinion. But more importantly, um, in my opinion, a good friend of mine, uh, JC, who's a huge Pack fan, alerted me to a nice little reverse line trend that's happening for Green Bay right now. So, oh boy. as as a reminder, those out there, um, a reverse line trend is when the majority of the public plays are on one team, but the line moves in the opposite direction. So in this case, the public is on Seattle at a rate of 58 percent. But the line has shifted from uh, three and a half to four or four and a half in some places. So the Sharps are coming in with money on the pack. And uh, I'm going to you know, follow that trend with the Sharps uh, because I might as well be one. Uh, so I'm on Green Bay, uh, minus four. Tough for me to see PD and Russ go, but when it's time. Okay. Um, all right. Before I get to my take on this, I want to make sure – I want to make sure that I got in my Tom Brady question to you before I forget. Um, all right. What happens first? Tom Brady 
signs with another team not named New England Patriots, Trump is impeached, or World War III? Uh, none of the above. <laughs> I, I, I guess. Well, hang on. I guess. I guess it's World War Three, but that could be like the, <laughs> that could be like in the year 2050, because because okay. TB12, TB12 is not uh, not signing anyone else, and the impeachment articles don't ever seem to be making their way over to the Senate, so that's not going to happen. And then World War Three is not going to happen anytime soon, but it's going to happen at some point during during time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Are you good with that? Do you, do you have a strong take on one of those? What, what are your it, thoughts? I. It, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's just a, it, it's a gut feeling, but uh, it looks and sounds like Brady just is not going to be in a Patriots uniform next year. And we talked about it a little bit Saturday night, and I was like, that's the last thing I want to see. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't want to see San Diego Charger Tom Brady. You know, I, I don't want to see uh, Akeem Olajuwon Toronto Raptor. Uh, so what are you, what are you basing that on? Because I, you know, Kraft came out. I said, you know, Tom's our guy. We want Tom. He's, we'll do anything for him. He's, he's backed it. Um, then, then why isn't just great. done? Like, why isn't it? Why isn't? Why wouldn't you say? Why wouldn't it just simply be? Listen, I'm coming back one year, and it, it, it'd be really easy to do that if it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's thinking. Maybe he's thinking retirement. Doesn't want to say it. I don't know. Okay. You never, you never, he, maybe he doesn't want to say retire. Maybe he just wants to leave leave on the table. I, I'm not sure. Maybe you should tweet at him and see if he responds. I, I will. I, I just loved his uh, – and he's such a maniac. I mean, it's like, it's like the best, worst thing about him. It's what makes him who he is. But him saying, like, I still have things left to prove, I, would, I just want to be like, Tom, actually, you don't, man. You're, you're good. You're good. We all know. <laughs> but but that's, what makes him, that's what makes him him. He, he really believes that. So he's basically like – He's basically like a serial killer that just chose to play football. So, good okay. for him. Okay. Good. Well, what are your thoughts on this game? <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, so, all right. Really. No, very, very different. <laughs> okay. He just he just chose to focus his efforts in another no. place. All right. hey, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, listen, uh, all season long, I've talked about this team around Russell not being very good, especially defensively. And now, without the running backs of Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, um, would you like to hear their rushing stats last week from their running backs? Yeah, I, I know that. Um, I know that Russ. I believe Russ was the leading rusher last week. But continue. Oh, yes. Well, though he was he was the leader by a lot. He uh, outrushed both the running backs by about 25 yards because they ran for a combined 17 carries on 19 yards. I mean, like. Whew. I can't, I can't do that. I just, you can't ask me to do that. And also, I, I just want to rattle this off too. Um, Josh McCown started five offensive drives for this team, and he, all five of those drives had a first and ten at the Seattle thirty-yard line. And I, and wow. now, here I just want to give you this: for one drives, thirteen for sixty-four yards, field goal, seven sixty-seven, field goal, eleven fifty-five, field goal, ten. 64 ended on downs because they weren't kicking fields at that point. 758 ended on downs because they weren't kicking field goals. Um, I, I, I mean, that's just, this is not a good defense. It's going to be their undoing. And I have to think when they face a competent quarterback and offense that knows what they're doing, they're just going to get exposed. Um, and so I think 
Mr. Rogers fits that profile that I just described as a uh, competent quarterback and good offense. So I, I can't do that. This stuff. I, I, I will say if Russ goes in there with this running game and this, if he pulls this off, I mean, he, he is a witch. If he actually gets this done, I will, it, he has nothing. It's Tyler Lockett. Um, with that one dude with the pacifier for the mouth guard, uh, the re- rookie receiver, right? Forget his name. But uh, he, he's been a phenomenal. Metcalf? Metcalf? Yeah, DK Metcalf. I forgot. Yeah, he, was I, a, I, he was a beast last week. Unbelievable. He was, yeah. he was the best player on the field. Um, oh. Besides Russ. Besides Russ. But, yeah. Besides Russ. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, no, I mean, like, that, he's got him and Lockett, and that's it. That, some guy named Jacob Hollister at tight end who no one would probably no one sign him if he was released. So, um, yeah, I, I can't. I, can't, I just can't do it. If, if he does do it, I, I think the world of him, but uh, nope, I think it ends too. So I'm on Green Bay. We're both on Green Bay. Minus four. Uh, that is it for the divisional round of the playoffs. Quickly, why don't we just uh, give our pick for the college national championship game? It's LSU minus six. I'll let you start. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the games before this, I mean, Burrow basically played a perfect <laughs> three quarters of football or whatever it was, two and a half quarters of football. Like, you can't ask for anything more than that. Um, Clemson did not look great against Ohio State. You know, Ohio State lost that game more than, than Clemson won it. Um, but a um, couple things with this game. So 70% of the public is on, uh, is on LSU right now. Um, and the line is all the way up to, to six, right? So, um, I'm favoring Clemson because uh, of that. I think it's all, LSU is like too easy of a play. I think Clemson has. I think there's something to be said for familiarity in, in these games. You know, they've been there before. Um, they got routines. They know how to handle it. There's something there. I don't see them winning the game, but I, I think that uh, LSU kind of struggles early in the big moment uh, and keeps the game closer and within six. But I got Clemson plus the six, but I still see LSU winning. Okay. Um, I've been on the LSU Tigers all year long. Um, I was going to say I'm taking the Tigers, but I can't just say that because they're both the Tigers. Hey, um, hey, hey. If you, um, say, if you say go Tigers, you might, you might tips people. You can do that. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, then every kind of significant step here along the way, I've been on LSU here uh, this whole season. It has not let me down. Maybe only once. I think they did not cover against Auburn, but uh, they still beat them. It was a deceiving score. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm going LSU Tigers. I uh, I think nothing's stopping them. It's the biggest competitive advantage in college football this year. It's that passing game, those receivers, and Joe Burrow. So, uh, LSU minus six is my pick for the title game. I have not uh, reviewed all of our bowl game picks. Off the top of my head, I think I did really bad, but I'll, I'll bring those next that's week. Probably, that's probably why you haven't reviewed them. Yeah, you know, well, you, no. You did pretty bad. Well, no, I was watching the games. I'm going, no, I didn't do No, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, I, think, I think I was fine. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that next week for uh, championship week, and we'll review those records and see see how we did. Uh, any any parting shots before we get out of here? Uh, go green. About to go watch Michigan State, Minnesota here. Don't forget that time. Yeah. Uh, there's still a basketball program. Awesome. The, 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 the Wolves are in double OT right now with the Boilermakers. Oh, yeah. And uh, there you go. Who knew knew that uh, the former U of M coach is a racist? Who knew that? I can't believe that. 
John Beeline. John Beeline. John, do you, you see the story about John Beeline and thug thing today? No. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not something, gonna, is it something that's blown way out of. I, I think I think it's blown out. Yes, I think it's blown out of proportion. But um, he he used the word thug in referring to um, his group of players and how they were playing defense or something. And anyway, um, you can go read about. It. I'll let you read about it. We'll talk about uh, it next week. Yeah, maybe we can. Talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Later, Bob. seems like there's going to be some nice competitive matchups this weekend or Vegas may just have this board pegged pretty well maybe there is just three good teams left and they're going to duke it out to see uh, who is crowned Super Bowl champion either way the last four-game board after this week, it goes to two. Then we have to wait two weeks to go to one. Ah, it's over. I'm going to have to turn my degenerate brain towards golf, March Madness, for which I will be in Vegas for the first weekend. Uh, more on that to come, but uh, maybe even hit rock bottom and start setting, like, XFL DFS lineups. You know they're going to be out there. They're going to release contests. So we'll have to just wait and see. I have to wait and see how desperate I get. So um, with that, good luck to you for the divisional round weekend and all your lineups and picks, teasers, parlays. Uh, it's a very fun time of year for gambling, um, all, all the kinds of prop bets you can do. Uh you got to get it all in now because uh, it's, it's almost over. So, yeah, good luck to you. This is Swearer Sports, your sports pod hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. We'll see you next week.